I want Hilary Swank in the next Terminator movie so bad. There is nothing in this world that you give me to do to hug a robot. It's because it's so incredible and intricate that it's impossible not to notice. Music's the core of this movie. I'm born again to watch this movie. <laughs> You'll find redeeming things and you'll be thinking about it for a long time afterwards. There was no bone saw. Just John Hamming it up over here. Two and a half out of three of us recommend it. <laughs> Everybody loves talking about movies. Let's talk about movies. As per usual, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to the Pause Ride Play podcast. We got Casey. That's me. We got Josh. That's me. Josh, how are you doing today? Excellent. Good. I'm just super stellar. Super stellar. Super stoked as well to talk about this. Oh, the surprise yeah. that nobody knows. Is it a surprise? Yeah, it's a surprise. Nobody knows. Vince, uh, I'm here too. Yeah, I was sorry, waiting for I Vince. Screamed. I'm sorry if I peeked the thing again. <laughs> it's okay. We all peek at one point in time. I'm sorry. I'm always oh, doing mine was these... 10 years ago. <laughs> I was doing these terrible birds lately where I'm just like, oh yeah, just so you know, we all peek. <laughs> um, Vince, how's yeah, life for you? Good. Yeah, everything's going great. Yeah, you stoked to talk about this today? Yeah, I hope that I'm ready. Um, God, whenever we do these lists, I overthink them way too much. Like, I need to go with my gut instincts half the time, and then I sit here and I stare at one of the categories for like, oh, crap, I just noticed, too, that I did not choose best film editing yet. So give me 10 minutes, and I'll be ready to do this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I've actually fully filled everything out yet. It's fine. It's whatever. No, that's the last one I have, and I can, I can, I can decide oh. when we get there. <clears throat> but this, I'm doing good, man. This I'm, is way This better. is going to be fun. I'm, I'm getting Oscar hype, man. Like, the more I look at these movies and the more I go through and... Like, yesterday, I watched three Oscar-nominated movies. I watched one of them on the train, uh, The Missing Link. They were all, all in the animated category. Yeah. So I watched The Missing Link on the train, and then I watched uh, Toy Story 4 while I was babysitting my sister's kids yesterday. <laughs> and then they still hadn't got home, so I'm like, oh, I'll just throw on I Lost My Body, and then when they get home, I'll I'll finish it, when, you know, later. And yeah. And I had 15 minutes left when they pulled up. So I finished it there. So I watched three <laughs> Oscar-nominated movies last night. Dang. That's solid. I'm well, just trying to knock them all out. I want to see them all. Do you know what I watched last night? I watched it with Josh. Oh, yeah. It's a very classic Ricky Gervais film. I'd never watched it ever. Uh, Invention of Light? Yes. Dude, it? you nailed it. That's the only Ricky Gervais movie I know. <laughs> really? Oh, man. I love Ricky Gervais so much. He's actually one of my favorite like writers. He's like, I think he's funny. I just think him as a oh, person. Oh, he's hilarious. I loved uh, the Carl... Plinkerton travels abroad, whatever. An idiot, an idiot abroad. That's what it's called. Yep, an idiot abroad. Which I think he produced or something like that. He he does some funny stuff. He's the weirdest dude, though. If you if you've ever followed someone weird on Twitter, it is most definitely Ricky Gervais. <laughs> and because he is Ricky Gervais and he's whoever he is and famous and whatnot, he just doesn't care. And I it's... love that. Like his Golden Globe speech, his whole everything was so funny. He's he's just a witty dude. But yeah, we watched the invention of lying. Lying. Josh learned about the Ten Commandments written on pizza boxes. It was amazing. I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. Have you watched The Invention of Light? I have not. Oh, I just know about it. You're going to have to get on my, my iTunes again and watch it later. Okay. It's hilarious. It's, it's funny. Well, because it's such a star-studded cast that back then, you know, they were still big, but not as big. And so just various times in the movie, different people show up. And I'm like, what the heck? Because what happens? Um, is it... Um, Will Arnett shows up partway through, right? Yeah. Or am I thinking of a different movie? 
that I watched. Well, I don't does, know. Does well, he start screaming, babe, babe, no, babe. No, babe. Jason Bateman shows movie. up as the doctor. Oh, right, Jason and Bateman. Then, uh, my bad. There's a lot of different people in there. And just, you're just tons like, of people show up, and you're like, what the heck? Like, yeah. These people are all in this movie, and it's insane. It was super funny. Cool. But also thought-provoking. Super cool. Yeah, the concept's awesome. Amazing. So, and I love it. It's one of my all-time favorites, actually. So is that going to win your best picture this year? Uh, maybe, in best picture. maybe in 2005 when it came out. <laughs> it would have been my book. But yeah, Josh, tell, them, tell everyone a little bit about what we're doing, specifically how we're doing it and why we're doing it. Yeah, for sure. So today we are doing something that a lot of people do. Um, just this last week on Monday, the Oscar, or this last week on Monday while we're recording, the Oscar nominations were announced and I was one of those crazy people who got up at 6 a.m. and watched it live with a lot of people to see who was there and what films and people were announced to be the best in their respective categories during the year of 2019. So what we're doing is we're looking at all 24 categories and we have each narrowed it down and we've tried to pick who we think will win in each of the categories as a little battle for our pause rewind or pause fast forward play because <laughs> i put it the wrong way red bull spray painted gold can bum, bum, da, the golden can i'll post a picture of it it'll be on our instagram story you probably would have already seen it because it was the day we recorded this so i put it the wrong way but that is what we're doing some categories are worth more than others the best picture category if you get it right it's five points um, and then best director, best the screenplays, best actor, actress, and then song and score are each worth three, and then everything else is worth one. Not to say that any categories are more or less important, but there's they're just, ones that people care about and a, a and lot of times know more about. Yeah, exactly. There's a couple of these that I don't know anything about, so I'm kind of glad that we did that. Like, I haven't seen any of the shorts yet. And I watched Kit Bull the other day on the train, and it was really good. Well, because I was surprised at first because it came from Pixar. And, you know, it's not a bad thing when uh, an animation style is more... It's not stop motion, but more... It's a lot fewer... I wouldn't say frames per second, but it's just extremely, like, choppy with the way they animated it. Uh, but it was it was meant to be that right way, right? So you just look at it and admire what they did, not be like, oh, why didn't they make this better? It's not meant to be better. It's meant to be animated that way. Okay. And so I watched it, and I loved it. Like, it was super good because it's, like, cute. It's just this whole... Because it's Kit Bull. There's a kitten and a pit bull, right? And they're, like... They live in the same backyard and stuff. And like they do, it's, like it's kind of sweet and you can kind of see where it's going it's like they don't like each other but then they start playing or something like that but then it also takes like a super like dark turn and you're like whoa like what's going on in this like little like animated short so there's lots of crazy good stuff that's there and even if you like don't know it just like if you find the time check it out like kipple if you have disney plus it's just on disney plus and a lot of the animated features are um are on netflix and hulu right vince I mean, you yeah, watch them. Yeah, the majority of the animated ones are, I think there's, let's see, let me look at them. Um, best so we got, animated. So there's yeah, so How to Train Your Dragon is on Hulu. I Lost My Body and Klaus, or Claus, however you say that one, are both on Netflix, and Missing Link is on Hulu. Toy Story 4, you have to find a way to watch that. Yeah, one. it'll be. It's not yet on Disney it'll Plus. It'll be on Disney Plus, like, partway through the year, so. So you can make your guess on how good it's going to be partway through the year. <laughs> yeah, I'm there sorry. you go. After. Or or see it or or go buy it. I mean, you can still buy it. <laughs> That's true. And a lot of the best picture ones uh, you can also buy as well. 
And also, I got super pumped because I found out last night that Megaplex is doing sort of like a pre-Oscars like screening of all of like the best picture films. I saw that so, Joker was coming back in theater for a week. Yeah. And so they're doing stuff like that. So if you had one that you liked, you want to see again, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. If for some reason you want to go see Marriage Story in the theater instead of on Netflix, you can go oh, and check cool. it out. They'll have it in theaters as well. I'm probably, I haven't decided yet, but I'm probably going to go see Parasite again tonight at the theater because I've got a 10 o'clock showing at the Megaplex over nice. by my parents' house. So I'm probably going to check it out again because first time I watched it was just like on my phone. So It was last night. Sorry, I know I know we get into this, but last night it was up between watching Parasite and watching Toy Story 4. And I just decided I'd rather I'd rather laugh. <laughs> so, That's true. Parasite's a pretty like. Four. It's obviously for me as if you listen to our top ten in 2019, it made my number three. Like it's, it's super crazy and it's amazing, but it is definitely like a a deeper like heavier movie. You know, not just like a Toy Story yeah. four, which was amazing. I love Toy Story yeah. four. It was great. So all right, let's get into this. All right, I'll um, follow your lead. So we'll probably start sort of like a little bit with like the more basic stuff that we can kind of just power through really quick sort of shotgun it one by one and then we'll get to the the bigger ones towards the end the so, big guns yes yeah, so we'll have best picture last so we'll start off with best visual effects and i'm gonna start off with avengers endgame that's oh. what i voted for yeah you guys are both giving it to endgame yeah, I'm giving it to Endgame. I know that there's a lot of talk about the Irishman and Lion King doing their things, but it's just like sort of like the token thing. I think that Avengers oh. Endgame will win in this category, but I also think that like we'll get there. I think that Avengers or I think that Disney has to win one of the visual effects or animated features. I don't think there's a way that they lose both of them. Really? Yeah. See, I I'd put Lion King because like like uh Endgame was my first like gut response, but I know I I've, I've watched some of the making of the Lion King stuff and with how like amazing that movie came out looking, like it looks real like it looks legitimately uh, did you real say they wore like vr yeah, and, and stuff like that to really get in the scene exactly like they they animated it and then they'd put mm. on their vr headsets and they'd walk around their their digitally created world and look at all the details on the lion that's standing there right in front of them well, and, and that's that disney too so i guess oh yeah, yeah i didn't think about that so i could still definitely take it i think i might want to change my answer though thinking about this a little bit you can change it that's well fine. no i'm i'm like really like so the irishman right so like just correct me if i don't understand this right i don't know anything about the oscars right i know they get together <laughs> and they say things and people get little men to take home little golden men little golden men to take home and those little golden men create shoes for them to wear to the next event they're like elves. Um, that's why so few sure. um, uh, people have won Oscars is because the little golden men. That's why so few of us have shoes, because we don't have our golden men to make it for us. Wait, you guys have shoes? <laughs> you guys have any shoes? I walk around barefoot everywhere I go. No, but uh, so the Irishman, like get, like you said, correct me if I'm wrong here before I went off on that tangent, but this this accounts for like all the digital like the aging that they did and stuff like yeah, that yeah. oh yeah the irishman has to be my vote on this that was very impressive like all of the detail that went into that yeah totally the irishman for me i'm sorry guys and the reason that i We're changing the reason that i didn't end up going with the irishman is because i believe that that was amazing as well and i think that gives it a really good shot 
but they also did sort of the exact same thing with Will Smith and Gemini Man, and people talked about that breaking into the best visual effects category, and it didn't show up. But the story behind Gemini Man wasn't quite as cool as no, Irish No, I know, Man. but that's not what the visual effects thing is about, right? The but best th- visual effects is just about having the best visual effects. This, this is like, when we're talking like Gemini Man here, we're talking Bad Boys for Life era Will Smith <laughs> versus like um, I Am Legend or like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air oh, Will like Smith is what they Prince. got, right? But Gemini Man sucked, so let's go on. Did you see it? I didn't even see it. I, I, I fell asleep in the theater for that one, so that was just... <laughs> I fall asleep in the theater actually quite a bit. Like if the movie sucks and the storyline sucks, like I made fun of you the other day for sleeping in the theater, yeah. like feeling dressed. I fall asleep all the time. It's not just me. Well, I take myself to the movie, and if it's boring, I just sleep through it, or I get up and leave yeah. and it's go like, somewhere all right, else. I already paid. I already set aside the time to be here. Why not take a nap? Yeah, I already. Yeah. So yeah, sorry. All right. All right. So there we go. For best visual effects. So got Casey was... Sorry, go ahead. Wrap the Irishman. Yep. <clears throat> Casey was the Irishman, Vince on the Lion King, and Josh with Avengers Endgame. Cool. All right, so we're going to sort of bundle the next two. You can say both of your answers. We're moving to best sound editing and best sound mixing. Vince. Okay. So best sound editing is sound effects, correct? Pretty much it's like the way that uh, the gun fires sound. Sound effects, and... the, the things that they add after the fact. Because sound mixing, as right. at, for my understanding, I could be completely wrong if I am. Call me out. Like, tell me. Sound mixing is the way that they take what's in the scene and the things that they did and they, like, mesh and it into it the movie. Sense. And then the sound effects is the opposite side, how they put stuff on top of it as well. Okay. So best sound editing I gave to Star Wars. This, this uh, sorry. I have to poke fun at it again because this movie is very uh, <laughs> on my mind lately. So Disney made this fan film written by the fanboys of reddit and twitter uh star wars the rise of skywalker the most expensive fan film ever made i'm giving them best sound editing um i just think that that movie always sounds great like everything star wars movies all are always sound awesome best sound mixing i'm giving it to 1917 <clears throat> Because I think it sounded good, I guess. <laughs> well, no, and it sounded good and just bouncing. Because sound mixing is also, or I think sound, I think, I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard to keep track of which like, one's which. which. One's Not because I don't, like, this is another one of those, Cause those categories I don't know a lot about. Because so. I know it also has a lot to do with how they balance, like, you being able to hear the people while still, like, having music be prevalent and everything like that. So you can understand dialogue and stuff like that. So yeah. it's pretty rough. So so best sound editing and best sound mixing is what we're going for here, right? Yep. So for best sound editing, I did the Joker. I thought that the Joker just had a lot going on the whole time. And they did a really good job at, like honing in on Arthur Fleck and what he was doing, but also you were able to kind of experience what was around them. And so that's that's where I went, is because you experienced Gotham as it was, like I felt like it should be. And then for mixing, I did 1917, because I thought that 1917 was just over the top impressive all around. <laughs> Favorite war film of all time. Wow. Broad statement. So I'll go backwards, just to be able to piggyback off of both of you guys, because my sound mixing is also 1917 incredibly well done just how it sounds with the music and with him running and just following these people mm-hmm. incredible and so i think it's really interesting we all have the same mixing but each of us have a different one for editing and i was really close between two one of them was 1917 again for sound editing 
but I ended up not going with that one. I ended up going with Ford versus Ferrari. I think that that's because I've watched stuff about it. I haven't actually seen the movie yet. And just from what I've seen and the way they're talking about it, people are like Ford versus Ferrari made it like into like the Oscars categories, but it's going to fall short in like like most places, like everywhere. And I think that not just like, as like a pity thing, people are going to say, Hey, this was really good. And while these other ones were good as well, like, the race cars and them talking and everything like that. Like think about like trying to listen to people speak like during a race car movie. It's just insane. Yeah. So just Ford versus Ferrari. Cool. All right. Now we're going to jump into a couple of the less known things. We're going to do uh, the shorts next. So we've got best animated short and best live action short. I'm going to go with Chubby's Flamingos and then Chubby's the plain maroon ones. What? Sorry. <laughs> those are those are shorts. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I told you guys I'm in a weird Zing. zone today. <laughs> I'm like, there's a Chubby's like named one on both of these. I know that if it's a documentary, I don't remember, but I know that there's like a one of the ones there's something called sister, and then in the other like Daughter. responding category, there's one that's called a sister, oh, and oh. it's like a different one. <laughs> Well, I can go first on this one, too, because I haven't seen any of them, nor have I seen a trailer for any of them. So I looked at the list and voted purely on the name of the movie. <laughs> That's what I did. You didn't, like, look up anything? I didn't, like, I didn't oh, have time. I was going to do it this afternoon, and I didn't have time to do it. So uh, for best animated short, I did Daughter. I don't know how to pronounce the the, the, the other name. language. Yeah, the other. Sarah then, or something. Yeah. And then live action short, I did The Neighbor's Window sweet i did so for best animated short i did hair love um which is one of the only two the animated shorts that i've seen i wanted to do kitbull but i didn't think it's gonna win hair love is super good check it out if you can and then i also put the neighbor's window the neighbor's window like shortly is about a um (laughs) it's about like this couple if i remember it right i haven't seen it it's about a couple who lives in like um new york and through like peeping through like their neighbor's window like through apartments they find out like this like huge crazy information and stuff and it's just a short film a sort of based cool. on that huh casey i did kit bull which josh thinks is gonna lose oh sorry <laughs> because i like the name <laughs> the name of it are you on my are you there with me yeah okay <laughs> and then they i just did weren't priority on my list of things to get around to watching so. yeah most definitely not and then i did brotherhood because brotherhood is nothing without your brothers. And so that's where I wanted to go with All this. right. <laughs> there we go. We've got, let's see, besides the neighbor's window, we've got all different picks there. Yeah. So pretty awesome. All right, moving on to one that a lot of people might not, like, know when they hear it. But then afterwards, like, when you tell them what it is, they're like, oh, yeah, like, definitely pay attention to that in movies. Best production design. So best production design as far as, like, costumes and, like, the way that the the set is made and laid out and everything like that. So best production design. I'll go ahead and start on this one. I went with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Vince literally mouthed it as I said it. <laughs> That's exactly what I chose too, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just them recreating that 1960s Hollywood, that glam. Not only is it going to be, not only was it amazing as far as what they did to recreate that and have the same sort mm-hmm. of feel, just you know that there's a lot of people in the academy who were actors during the 60s because there are a lot of old people and a lot of them are old actors or producers or editors or anything like that 
who are still around during that. That was a yeah. long time ago, but there's still a lot of people who are alive. That was that 80 years the, ago now. In the 60s? Sorry, I did Almost really 60. Bad. I did really bad math right there, <laughs> math, guys. Math, math, math is, is not, not good today. It's like that it was 60 quote. years ago, yeah. <laughs> math is hard. So, I mean, maybe not. Like, they're probably, like, nearing... Not in like a mean way, like nearing the end of their life, but they're still people, and people still have nostalgia sort of mm-hmm. for that like 1960s Hollywood feel. So they're just gonna, and I just think there's like no way that another one. Yeah, can and just to add on to that, they they actually like took, they went down the street and they built the sets around the buildings to make them like look like they used to back in the 60s. Yeah, because they went like. like it wasn't there. just one set. It was like the Hollywood Boulevard or whatever. They went through and made all those old buildings look like they used to look like just for the movie and then drove around for hours. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> Half the movie is them driving past <laughs> these buildings. Like, I I love Jojo Rabbit, but I think, and I think that it deserved the production design nomination for this because it was good, but I don't think it would win. And I think if there's any other one that would beat it, it would be parasite just because parasite is mainly set in this one house but the the way that the house is created and the way that they film in the house is beautiful with how they Mm -hmm. use different aspects aspects of the house so i think if anyone beats it it's parasite casey i also did once upon a time in hollywood yeah good choice so that's that's we we're all three on this one (laughs) we are three do you think joker deserved a nomination for that one yeah I, I was mean, I was surprised when I looked at the list and I didn't see it on there. Because cinematography has a lot to do with... So cinematography has a lot to do with the lighting and like the color scheme and stuff like that. But production right. design is also about the color schemes and, and they everything made, like that. they made Gotham to have this like old 70s feel old to 70s it. Old 70s feel and... with the garbage everywhere. Yeah. That's all part of the production design. So I thought it was good. But I just think that like there's too many other things that Joker focused on. That production design wasn't like at the top of its mm. list. And I mean, they gave Joker eleven nominations, so they're not like, enough. <laughs> not enough. Never. <laughs> All right, on to one of my favorite sections: music. So we're gonna go with best original score and best original song. Casey, why don't you start us off with this one? I went with 1917 by Tom, uh, with Thomas Newman being the person who created that score. And then for best original song, I did. I wrote it right in the middle too. I think it was Into the Unknown from Frozen too. That one yeah. was made some waves. I, I was back so both of these I was going back and forth on two different ones. Best original song, it was either Into the Unknown for me or Stand Up by Harriet. And I just liked Stand Up from Harriet better. So I put Stand Up for my best original song, just cause to me it sounded good. I this is another one of the categories I don't I don't know a lot about music or what goes into it. it. So I just voted purely on which one I enjoyed more. And this one sounds better. And I, I really loved that song. I think that whoever sang that stand-up song from Harriet has an amazing, amazing voice. So I went with that one. And then best original score, I had this is one of the ones I had such a hard time on. I listened. I was listening to them all this morning. Like while I took a shower, I had the Star Wars soundtrack on. While I was driving down here, I had the um, 1917 score on. You know, like all day today, I've just been like listening to them all. And it came down to, I think my favorite one of them is the Marriage Story score. I I really like it. I was just playing it, and it was reminding me of the movie, and I was just enjoying it, but that's not the one that I'm going to. Oh. Yeah, that's just my favorite of them. Uh, I actually gave it to Star Wars, and this is my reasoning behind it. Uh, The Star Wars 
scores are always incredible and hype you up and really good and i was really impressed with the way that it had it would kind of tie the new in with the old and everybody has their own theme so you'd have this new song that i haven't heard before and then all of a sudden it would like dive into the the uh, battle theme or like kylo's theme or whatever and then come back out and then go into the other things i thought that was really cool again i don't know a lot about this stuff i just thought it was cool and then also i'm pretty sure that i read that this is john williams last movie that he's doing and if that's the case, I feel like the Oscars might be like, let's give him one more. Yeah, at that point, he does, like he's had like a, he deserves at least a lifetime of achievement or something. He he's... has been nominated so many times. If you like going to his Wikipedia page, or they have like a specific for a lot of people. Has he do, lost every like, time? Oh no, no, he's one of no, them. No, he's one okay. Of, I was like, wait, so he's just them. an eternal loser no, at this point? No, no, you just see like all like they have these the tables that they show like different awards and stuff and even just his academy awards table is just it's so much stuff so yeah i i original song i went from stand i went with stand up from harriet and best original score i just let's do star wars one more time give it to john williams one last (laughs) one last ride (laughs) all right i'm gonna double check that it is his last movie real quick while you talk (laughs) sounds good so for best original song i ended up going with um one from a movie that people believe got snubbed a lot across many different categories and so i think that since it got snubbed across many different categories they're gonna go with this song and it's a good song as well i went with i'm gonna love me again from rocket man so i think that they're probably gonna give it to him but into the unknown is also a lot of people are saying that it's the front runner for the yeah. best original song and then for best original score I, this one was so hard for me because there is one that people have denoted as a front runner, and it was the one that won the Golden Globes. But I just, it was so hard for me not to put Joker. Joker was the one that won at the Golden Globes, and Hildur Goat, I can't say her last name, was amazing. And the way that she composed Joker, it was so beautiful, and I love it. But then. I went and I saw 1917 and I just because so much of the movie has to deal with the aesthetic and the and the feel of it and when that music is coming in especially mm-hmm. when the flares are flying overhead and they have all these different things happening I just couldn't not put it so I think that 1917 is going to swoop in and take best score. Ooh, my uh my vote might change. So I just pulled it up. John Williams announced that he would re- retire from composing music for the Star Wars franchise, not music in uh, general. Oh. So I'll just keep it at Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker for yeah, now. Okay. I, I don't sure? really know. Yeah, okay. My my official marriage story. I liked, I really liked marriage story. I'm going to say marriage story. Marriage story is good. That's my official one. There we go. Um, Going off of what you were saying, though, the Joker uh, uh, score is is hauntingly beautiful so, um also i want i want to call out the song from uh, 1917 the one where it plays when the flares are going over mm-hmm. like i listened to that one this morning and on my drive over and it just has weight to it and and what's it, the name of it because i've listened to the score just like oh. i put it on shuffle you know oh yeah i, I don't remember the name of it because i was just driving i wasn't paying attention but a lot like, of times like those scores they're very the names of the songs are very literal because yeah, it's just like this part. is what's happening when this is going on and this so well it, it went on and i was just like reminded of that scene when he steps out and he's running through the dark and the flares start going over and it's just like do they call it that song the is like embedded window? in my mind that's the that title I don't. I don't remember. You looking at it right now? Yeah. Nice.
No. It might be. Well, my, maybe after you skip a little bit, who knows? No, that's not it. That's not it. Maybe well, it is? This I can't, is, I can't this is the night window from 1917, everyone. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Actually, this year, just so everyone knows, this year is my year that I'm figuring out how to put music into our podcast a little bit more. Hey, and, uh, nice. and, to look forward uh, to that. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Just thought I'd share with you, the two of you, and I guess everyone else. It might could have been the to. night window. I'd have to. I'd have to like actually start it and start listening to it through. Yeah. There you go. All right, let's jump ahead, moving forward. All right, so next up, we've got best makeup and hair. Um, oh yeah. I put Bombshell. I've not seen Bombshell, but lots of people are saying it's going to win. So I just went with it. Yeah. I put 1917 because of how freaking crazy everything was in there. Like, you have damaged and injured people from war. You have, like, these guys running and, like, him cutting his hand and sticking his hand in a body and then, like, wrapping it. And, like, like you see the mud caked around the necks as those guys start going. And, like, like when they collapse, like... It was all so good, and it felt real. It was like, this is what happened if me and the boys went out like for a hangover experience, but we were really doing something more important. And it was just so good. And I felt it was authentic to me. I felt it was like real, like like the way that they had their boots and stuff on. Like They were like legit wearing like World War One era boots with like the wraps around their, 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 um, their ankles up to their shins and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like The whole thing for me, it was so well done. So that, that was for me, 1917, Heck for yeah. sure. Uh, I also put Bombshell because I saw that trailer and I did not recognize Charlize Theron. And when it told me that it was Charlize Theron, I went, no way. And I had to freeze frame that thing and she does not look like herself. I haven't (laughs) seen it yet either, but just purely from that trailer, they freaking killed it. Like they made someone look like a completely different person, like completely different. So Bombshell. I thought you were going to go with Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. I actually was talking to my sister about it before I came over here, and she's like, it's great. She's the middle one in pink? Uh, uh, No, she's the one on the left. The one in blue. Oh, that's her? Yeah, the one in the middle is... um, Nicole Kidman? Nicole Kidman. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I was like, they really changed her face. Yeah, they're really good. And they like a lot of that sort of stuff where it's not like CGI, but they just do it with makeup. They love those for this. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure Vice won last year, right? Because of what they did for Christian Bale. He like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He gained well, like 40 pounds. Well, he gained more. a ton of weight, but then just what they did with his makeup and his face, like it looked almost nothing like Christian Bale. Well, because yeah. I remember when I first watched the trailer for Vice, and it was like, and it, and then it started getting towards the end where it throws like actors' names up, yeah. and it was like Christian Bale, Sam Rockwell, and I was like, wait a second. Wait. I went back. I'm like, where was Christian Bale in this? <laughs> yeah, like I didn't even see him. He kind of looks like a chubby Chevy Chase. He kind of does. It's true. Like, look at this Chevy Chase in the presidential. Yeah, it doesn't even look like him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump to one that if anyone has a different answer than me, like. I'll be happy because I'll get extra points, but like, you're not smart. (laughs) Best international film, Casey. Don't mess this up. Casey, don't mess it up. I'm nervous to say. I did Corpus Christi from Poland because it's Polish. No, you didn't. (laughs) I straight up did. Casey, you can change it if you want. That's not what I'm doing. I don't even know what it's about. I haven't even looked it up. It's Corpus Christi. Sounds like the body of Christ, though. Do you realize that Parasite also got a Best Picture nomination? (laughs) You guys are both. It's it's the one movie on there that got both a Best Picture and a Best International. You understand that if 
if a different film wins best international feature, then the Academy is contradicting themselves. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. I will switch just to join the crowd. Peer pressure has got me. No, really. We'll I think Parasite's a great points. option. Okay. Yeah, Parasite. Parasite. For Parasite. Sure. There's like moving on. Another <laughs> option. Uh, all right, let's fly through best editing really quick. Vince. Oh, crap. This is the one I didn't decide yet. Oh, crap. <laughs> then we won't start with Vince. Josh. Josh picked The Irishman. And this is one that I want, and people are saying that Jojo Rabbit has a chance, and I love Jojo Rabbit, but I just think that The Irishman is going to miss out on a lot of other categories, and I think that it is going to get best editing because not only was the visual effects and everything amazing with it, with what they did, I think the editing across the entire movie was great. I as did, far as okay, sorry, I can't say that yet because I've only watched the first half. I did uh, listen to an interview with Taika Waititi, who was talking about the making of Jojo Rabbit, and he talked about how, like, the the guy asked him about tone of the movie and how well he balanced it and that kind of stuff. And Taika basically said, like, yeah, that all gets done in the editing room. <clears throat> he basically amazing. he basically just said, like, yeah, we film a lot of stuff, we film a lot of alt takes, but then I spend like a year in the editing room just trying to make sure the tone is balanced, that it's really da 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 da. So I'm gonna go with Jojo Rabbit. And I'm very happy that you do. And I'm gonna go with The Irishman. Because I like it. And also, just so you guys know, because you guys have talked about Taiko Waikiti so much lately, or however you say his name, <laughs> I've been I watched like his TED talk. I watched like three hours worth of he's him in so him in interviews, and then like he he's in like a number of shows I've watched, like what we do in the shadows and stuff like that. Like I didn't realize that was him. And then he's yeah. what's his name from uh, Thor? Like he directs Thor. Korg. But he's Korg, but it's like that's really funny. And then you know what he does? Which one is Korg? Kind of stuff. He's the, the Rock, rock man. man. The Rock Man. Hey, you know, take that ghost. You know, I wanted to start a, I wanted to start a revolution, but I didn't bring enough pamphlets. <laughs> He's so funny. Um, I'm side so note, surprised how white they got him to be in JoJo. Yes, yeah. I wanted to bring that up at interviews. Like this guy is straight up half Maori. He's not that white. Oh. I didn't even notice. Well, in JoJo, oh, have you seen JoJo Rabbit? Yeah, I did. He's, but yeah, he's, he's so white. Isn't he like a fantasy Hitler, like an imaginary Hitler yeah, in this kid's a, mind? He's imaginary friend Hitler, but I was he just, just like looks like Hitler, and he looks like normal, like white and stuff. Except for then you see him, and you're like, that's gotta be what the heck? Because it was jarring the first time that he like leaned down and looked into the camera, kind of. But I thought it was just the eyes. I didn't realize that they they lightened him up. Yeah. I thought it was just those blue eyes that like were, were jarring to me. Just like, what With, like you, the what? contact. This is or whatever they do. Yeah. <laughs> were you saying something? Sorry, Vince. I cut oh, you off. Uh, I don't remember. We were talking about Taika Waititi and. Oh, oh yeah. Side note: Taika. Uh, rumor has it that he will be the the Ooh, directing the um, next Star Wars movie. Yeah. So, what? like strong rumors. This yeah. isn't like floating around the the dark web. This is like <laughs> this is Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb is all talking about it, and they think that it might be Kevin Feige's produced movie directed by taika waititi so like get, high hopes that it's gonna so be good get excited his his mandalorian episode was one of the best ones so anyway moving on let's move on all right now we've got one that i don't think any of us have seen any of them sadly because let's just uh vote on the one that we all think should have been on there that got snubbed apollo 11 apollo 11 <laughs> no 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 hold on here we're watching we're talking the best uh, documentary short? Right? Yeah, so we're going best documentary and best documentary short right now. And, of course, we just wanted to bring up, since we did an entire episode on it and we watched it, and almost every single list I saw had Apollo 11 as the winner. And the ones that didn't, it was like, it's a close second. 
and it Snub. didn't even get a nomination. Snub. People who like Jennifer Lopez are talking about her being the biggest snub of the Oscars this year, but let's be real. The biggest snub of the Oscars was Apollo 11 not even getting a nomination. I would agree with you. It deserved a nomination, and ex- our experience watching that film was just... I think the reason that it didn't was because the Academy is all about, like, a documentary that, like, is either an extreme, like, character study or, like, inspires, like, change, sort of, because it opens your eyes to a situation. So they love that. And so even this was amazing, and it was new new footage on history, and it was restored, and it was just incredible. They're like, but it doesn't make me want to change anything. And I would argue that, like, right there, like, when we left that watching that movie i was so inspired to do something bigger with myself and like to be a part of something bigger right they got to the freaking moon on such basic code and such like we would like old technology yeah get it because basics of programming (laughs) that just went right over my head until after you're like oh programming you're getting so good at dad jokes you don't even realize when you do dad jokes anymore (laughs) it's because i got a dog guys she's my baby but no, American Factory, I, like, obviously, like, I, I'm probably the the dumbest person here as far as what the Academy looks for, but I just think that if they looked at that from a restoration point of view, the sound editing, it most definitely would have deserved a nomination. For me, like, I did American Factory because it's on there, and I watched it with my wife, and I thought that, that was a very, like, engaging film describing the change within our economy and kind of what's going on because a lot of these cities across the Midwest that had factories coming in, they're just vacant cities now. They're they're the Salinas of, like, the rest of the world. And sorry, if you live in a place called Salina, I'm, I'm terribly sorry. I grew up there, and there's a town nearby called Salina, and it was just kind of falling apart because industries were leaving that area. And this is like a, a show where essentially this Chinese company comes in and buys out an old Chevy factory and then they turn it into a glass making factory. And it's a very impressive like documentary and it kind of like what's really cool is they equally showed like the view of the Chinese versus the view of the Americans and their business styles. And I thought that, that was really cool. So for the list I was there, I knew about this one and I'm like, that makes sense. So that's that's how I see it. Documentary short. <sighs> Sorry. I, I keep hitting my elbow, guys. Uh, best documentary short I did learning to skateboard in a war in a war zone. If you're, if you're a, girl. a girl, if you're a girl, yes, that one. I like skateboarding. It sounded good. <laughs> yeah, I I haven't seen any of these documentaries, so I I did the cave because that sounded cool, and I did learning to skateboard in the war zone because that sounded cool. Haven't got around to watching them yet though. The cave is I keep seeing advertisements, and so from I don't remember exactly what it is, so I'm not even gonna say what it is, but I've heard that it is really good. Um, I ended up going with For Sama, though, because I've heard a lot of buzz around that one, and it's really big. And then I've also heard tons of buzz, and I actually really want to watch the one that I picked for a documentary short is the same, Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if you're a girl. Tons of awesome stuff about it. Cool. I'll have to check it out sometime. All right, moving up to some of the big, big categories. Next, we're going to go with Best Costume Design. Vince? Uh, I went with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh, for this one. I'm so sorry. I really wanted to say something, and I totally forgot oh. about the best documentary. This is the first time ever that a documentary has made it into the list of best international feature films. Oh, so cool. the the nominated documentary Honeyland from North Macedonia is also one of the nominated best films for oh. best international feature film. 
Well, I so probably should have cool. voted for that on both of those. Then. <laughs> no, it doesn't mean like it's going to be like that, you know, because oh, I hope not on both of those because we'll parasites in the yeah, other exactly. <laughs> we might have just made fun of Casey for doing exactly what we just did here. <laughs> uh, I mean, Casey glares at us. Anyway, yeah. sorry. There was that. Anyway, okay. sorry, Vince. That's okay. Uh, best costume design, right? That's what we were on? Yes, sir. So I did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. By the way, Dolomite is my name got snubbed on this one. Yeah, that, that costuming on that one was awesome. I loved that. But but once upon a time in Hollywood, I, I was, I know that in the past, or I guess I don't really know, but I assumed in the past that the Academy is kind of looking at these old timey films, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, the fancy dresses and the whatever. So I was leaning towards uh, Little Women a little bit, but once upon a time in Hollywood had a very diverse uh, costume lineup from, you know, the 80s or the 70s 60s 60s i think from the 60s clothes to the hippie you know like the hippie to the clothes. hippie clothes and then to... when they're doing the the cowboys exactly uh, like they just had a little bit of everything in this movie so but i but just... not even like cowboys like we would do them today sorry so mine was once upon a time in hollywood as well mm-hmm. but like how they would have dressed up cowboys for the 30s when they were in the 60s so not how we dress up cowboys if they made yeah. another one today how they do it then yeah incredible amazing You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Like those cowboys and those bandits. <laughs> I, I watched that scene of Leonardo DiCaprio in his trailer freaking out like it's four so times good. in the past 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> it is so, <laughs> so funny. I think that was my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the movie is when he has the conversation with a little girl. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the most Tarantino feeling part. So good. Casey, best costume design. I also did Once Upon a Time in Hollywood hey, for all of those reasons, because yeah. I, I can't touch on it more, but what a varied like set of costumes, like series of costumes. like They go from being actors to being chill to being like semi-posh people in the late 60s, early 70s, and like all the different dressing costumes. I know it was great. That, that's just me. Yep, I can't. All right. One of the ones that I'm most excited for, but I think one film will win with a landslide. Best cinematography. Cinematography is the camera work, the lighting, everything like that. Should we all say it together? All right. Three, two. Wait, are you ready, Casey, with the one you picked? Yes. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. Now, yes. now I'm wondering if we did choose them all. I'm really nervous if we, <laughs> if we chose, all chose okay. the same one. Ready? Three, two, one. 1970. 1970. Hey. <laughs> figured there we go we i did. was a little bit scared when you guys were like I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right roger deakins along with sam mendes at his side this movie was beautifully shot not just from the actual camera from the lighting we talk about the flare scene all the time but because it's amazing moving through the trenches going over water doing all of these things with these amazing camera shots and of course that one shot style of filmmaking it was beautiful it was legendary if anything else wins me, who is one of the biggest fans of the Oscars ever, ever will like riot against the Oscars. <laughs> Get up and flip your table. No! 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 I'm throwing like an Oscars party and I'll just be like, everyone go home. And they're like, but <laughs> the Oscars is canceled. But, but best. And I'm just like, no! Get out! Get out yeah. of my house! Uh, we nerded out about the camera work in, this, in 1917 for like an hour and a half in the last episode. If you want to check that out, you can see what we have to say about yeah. it. Tons of that episode is really just about the camera work and how mm. it is. But it mean, was great camera work. I mean, that's such a big part of the movie because obviously the attention of the movie is supposed to be on the story, and it is, but you can't help but notice how amazing the camera work is. And I don't think it's meant to draw away, 
but it does draw you away, not in a bad way, in like a way that's like, whoa, like this is so cool. Mm-hmm. So, 1917. All right, one that I'm excited to hear what you guys think because I was surprised at the Golden Globes at the announcement of who won Best Animated Feature. So, animated feature, Best Animated, right? Like I said, I three yesterday. <laughs> binged these movies hard. I watched How to Train Your Dragon two or three days ago, and then I watched three of them yesterday. The only one oh. I have not seen yet is Claws, and I want to see it people keep telling me yeah it's a christmas movie but it's still worth watching so i I might i might jump on and watch it one of these days um it was a toss-up for me between missing link and two story and toy story 4 me too uh missing link was such a pleasant surprise i saw the trailer for that movie and i wrote that off immediately i did not think it looked interesting i didn't think it looked that funny in the trailer i was confused why it was there I watched that on the train and it's charming. It is very charming and it's a stop motion movie and I'm kind of sucker for a sucker for stop motion. Like I love Paranorman. I love uh, the one about the stinky cheese. I can't remember the name of that one. Box Trolls. Um, um, fun fact. I don't remember the exact year, but last time that a stop motion picture won best animated feature was I think in 2003 oh, with wow. uh, Wallace and Gromit or something oh yeah okay or just did around not, did it was paranorman like, paranorman at least got a nomination? i'm pretty sure it got a nomination yeah. yeah but i'm pretty sure i read a thing today that said the last time that like a stop motion picture one was if it wasn't huh. 2003 it was early to mid 2000s well this one was great um it's not the one i i ended up going with toy story 4 because i enjoyed that one more but i think i think missing link deserves a shout out because it, it's it's really good like it's really surprisingly good and uh but toy story 4 is just so much more heartfelt i felt like um it was funny it was entertaining as a good send-off for the characters or whatever i still think they could have ended it with toy story 3 i think i I see what you're talking about with that but but i laughed a lot i enjoyed it i thought it looked awesome Uh, for some reason in my mind toy story still looks like toy story 1 did forever ago so when i watched toy story 4 i was like wow this is a pretty movie i I just haven't seen toy story movies very often i think i've seen two and three once well because for me that's the thing is that looking at the difference between toy story and toy story 4 it wasn't like a turnoff for me but it was just a whoa this is so different not only because like bo peep was dressing differently just how she looked versus the first one that's what i'm saying yeah like oh that it was like different it it changed oh i thought you were saying it looked the same no no no. i was like what that's (laughs) it looks so much better now it's amazing like Bo Peep actually looks porcelain. Like she didn't. Right. They all look the, like they're they made out of the same textures or whatever yeah. in the old ones. Now she has like the reflections on her face and the depth of the. It just looks so much better. So in my mind, when I think of Toy Story, I think of Toy Story One, how that one looked, because that's the one I've seen multiple times when I grew up. Right. And then I watched this one. I was like, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> this looks awesome. It's a modern movie. <laughs> I didn't watch. So I'll be honest with you. Like I didn't watch Toy Story Four, and that's why I did How to Train Your Dragon. So. Did Michael for, be proud. I did that for Michael, actually. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't Michael. seen any of these movies. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't watch very many animated films. How to Train Your Bad... It, it wasn't bad. Like, I enjoyed How to Train Your Dragon, but I, I loved the first one. The second and third, I just... They're fine. I don't I don't understand why it got I an like Oscar the music. nomination. Yeah. yeah. The music in How to Train Your Dragon is good. Yeah, it was good. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> I ended up going with Toy Story 4 as well, um, just because I think that... So obviously it was a big surprise that Frozen 2 didn't get nominated, but honestly, I kind of understand why. You know, like the music and stuff was good, and I could definitely see it like above 
Well, people are. T- I haven't watched. I lost my body, but people talk about it. And I watched it last night. Did it's you very. Think? It's very artsy. It's very artsy. Okay. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a foreign language film. Oh right. Um, the animation's cool. Uh, lots of just kind of melancholy music. Is that the right word? Lots of just like music as things happen. Um, and it's it's kind of got two stories that kind of merge in one. One story where a severed hand is crawling around the city trying to get back to a location, and another story about this guy who is kind of falling in love with this girl and trying to woo her or whatever, you know, like... And it just seems like it was deeper than I was ready for, and so, like I said, I just kind of threw it on as a side, like a second thought, and so I wasn't really, like getting into myself it. into it or anything and when it ended i was like i'm sure there's a deeper meaning there <laughs> i just don't really want to think about it right now <laughs> so it was, it was good there you go. so we got toy story 4 toy story 4 and how to train your dragon the Three and michael all right now we jump into some of the big big categories and we're going to start off with best supporting actress and best supporting actor but we'll do them one at a time because these are when you're getting up and yeah. everyone deserves their own thing. I'll start off, I guess. So best supporting actress, I think sadly, cause I love this movie so much that it's going to get not snubbed, but it's just not going to win a lot of the categories that it did make it into. But one thing that I think is almost a lock, Laura Dern mm-hmm. will get best supporting actress for marriage story because what a role she played. And as she like said at the, at the golden globes when she won, best actress for a uh, for a drama series for a drama movie she was like hey like shout out for all of the the divorce lawyers like i couldn't have done it without you so <laughs> i also laura voted i also put laura during marriage story and i did too because i read a bunch of stuff about like marriage story haven't watched it but i heard that everyone said that that was a stand-up performance for her she has this speech in it that's just knocks you over just good it's good and it's just crazy it yeah. just makes you think and She's so good. Amazing. All right. Actor. Uh, let's start off with Vince. Best actress. Act. Oh, so we did. No, sorry. Best supporting actress we did. And now best supporting actor. Oh, best supporting actor. Okay. My bad. Uh, Brad Pitt. Like Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. It's, it's Brad Pitt. I think it's just so unfair. <laughs> not like, not like, not complaining, but it's like, is he really a supporting actor? Mm-hmm. But like, if, if they put him in this category, it's him, which is sad because I would honestly have loved to see Tom Hanks win another oscar because he hasn't for a long time he's been nominated for a long time but i would have loved to see him win this and i think he would if it weren't for brad pitt's incredible performance in once upon a time in hollywood yeah brad pitt did so good it was amazing uh i also just need to have a shout out to uh al pacino in the irishman yes he made that movie for me i loved his portrayal of that guy that i can't remember the name of oh my gosh i'm bad at this right now he was great. He made me laugh a lot. So, but Brad Pitt is who I put. All right. Sweet. Uh, we'll split up the acting categories. And so now let's jump into best adapted screenplay. I will go first on this one. This one was pretty hard for me because there's a lot of good one. Um, I'm going to name them off just so you guys know um, who are listening. If you don't know already, best adapted screenplay, the nominees are The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes. Again, I wanted so, so bad to put Jojo Rabbit because I love it so much. But I'm trying to think like the Academy, and I ended up going with The Irishman. I think The Irishman is not a lock. 
because obviously there are other very amazing movies. Joker, based off of you know other content and the screenplay for it, was a really good idea. I just think that the Irishman, with what they did with it and all the people they had in it, and the way that it 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 moved and it twisted from what I've read about it and from what I have seen so far, I think the Irishman will best adapted screenplay. Casey, I also did the Irishman because I it's such a phenomenal thing to watch. I really wanted to put down the two popes because I've heard so much about it. But at the same time, I also don't feel like it reaches many people and people connected as much to it. And so, yeah, the Irishman. I did Jojo Rabbit. I loved Yay. Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Irishman was very long, but I can't, I can't say it wasn't a bad movie or that it was a bad movie. It's a fantastic <laughs> movie, but I think Jojo Rabbit packed way more of a punch than the Irishman did. Uh, and it's so smartly done the way that it's written and the way that it goes slowly and because all the things you see as far as like the hints that lead you up to especially the big emotional moment and also the ending of the film are all in the writing are all in the screenplay Mm -hmm. of it and while it's portrayed well by actors and they film it well all of that is originally written within the screenplay yeah so jojo rabbit was mine hey all right best original screenplay and i'm not gonna lie besides best picture this one was the hardest one for me to pick it was so hard there because there's so many amazing ones so i'll read these ones off again as well best original screenplay we have knives out and it's only oscar nomination marriage story 1917 once upon a time in hollywood and parasite casey 1917. Whoa. I did 1917, if anyone didn't hear that whisper. (laughs) (laughs) Why'd you do 1917, Casey? Just listen to the last episode and all my thoughts on it. I love this movie. Like, I've already said it once. This is my all-time favorite war movie. And the whole thing just, like... I I don't know if anyone who's listening has been snowboarding on a powder day... And you're just going through the powder and you're carving and you're just whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. there's little bumps. It's just perfect, right? That was nineteen seventeen for me. Just add the soundtrack to your snowboarding adventure and boom, you've got it. Perfection. <laughs> all right. Um, so for me it was super hard and I was going between a few because all of these movies are amazing and the writing is incredible. But I think I mean, maybe as a pity vote, but also because people loved it and think it's amazing. Other things are going to win bigger in different categories, so I think that the members of the Academy looked at it and loved it enough that they are going to vote Parasite as the best original screenplay. And it was super hard for me because I know that uh, Quentin Tarantino is an amazing writer, and he's won twice before for Django Unchained and for um, Pulp Fiction for best original screenplay. But I think that Parasite is going to break through in this one cool. and win Best Original Screenplay. That's awesome. Uh, I had to toss up between Marriage Story, Knives Out, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, Knives Out did something with the murder mystery that I didn't ex- really realize was possible. He kind of, like, I thought that we had done everything we can do in that genre, and he surprised me. But I gave it to... Marriage Story because it was my favorite. I think out of them all, like I again, it's the one that packed the most punch out of them all. I would love and because I love Parasite. Sorry, I don't uh, mean to interrupt. No, go ahead. I just would love to see Marriage Story when that'd be amazing. Me too. That's that's what it comes down to. Is like it, it it's such a such a good movie, and it it's all down to like you said, the script on this one. There's no big flashy explosions. There's no 
horror aspect. It's just a, a simple story about a couple going through a divorce. And it had some of the most powerful like scenes that these actors just portrayed perfectly that just really touch you and make you think. And it's just, I just thought it was really, really well written. So I would love to see it take it. Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson give the performances of their life, and there's no doubt about that, but they would be unable to without the script that was provided for them and the opportunity that was given for them to just really let it all flow with their emotions and with everything, and that all comes down from the screenplay. And I would I would love to see it. Yeah, I mean, that's all it is. Like, Yeah, anyway. All right. I'm feeling like I need to watch Marriage Story. It's good. Oh, you will love it. It's amazing. All right. We're down to Best Actress and Best Actor. Oh, sorry, we're not down to those. There's a couple more after that, but got four more. This is huge. We got Best Actress and Best Actor. Well, um, I'll start. I don't know if I've started for a while. Best Actress. Oh my goodness. So, by the way, just in case you didn't know, and I think I mentioned it before, but maybe it's just in a private conversation, Scarlett Johansson is the first person for a very long time to be nominated in both acting categories, both for Best. Supporting actress in Jojo Rabbit, as well as Best Actress in Marriage Story. So, yeah. surprise if I haven't she said that yet. She is killing it. She's got Year of two nominations. Scar She's jo. got a Black Widow, a movie starring her coming out. With she Florence had Pugh and David Harbour. Oh my god! An amazing cast there. She had an amazing role in Endgame. Like, why are we not talking about Scarlet more? Like, Scar she jo. is doing so good. Yeah. But sorry, I didn't actually also, pick her. Also, in other news today, the Hawkeye series was canceled. What? Oh, I will look into that after we'll the show. We'll have to. Yeah, I was like, we can't get into that now. <laughs> We're learning this. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. And the thing is, I haven't seen this movie, but people say it's almost a sure shot. So don't, like, change your answers. But Renee Zellweger in Judy is who I picked. And I think the Academy will vote for for Best Actress. The Academy's got a thing for people portraying other famous people and doing a good job at it. So that's why um, Rami Malek. Oh, hold on. Last Sorry. Um, the Verge of the Claim, the cancellation is completely accurate. Oh, good. Sorry. Yeah, I had to check on mind. it. People Hawk. posted about it this morning on social, and I panicked a little bit at work and then <laughs> haven't thought about it since, but I had okay. to bring it up now. All right. Well, then never mind. You can rest easy. Everyone. I'll just cut all of that out. Sorry. <laughs> um,. So yeah, and so that's why Rami Malek won Best Actor last year for his portrayal of, oh gosh, help me, I'm so Freddie sorry, Mercury. Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody. Hey, yo. <laughs> I watched that over here the first time, it was awesome. So, so yeah, so Renee Zellweger as Judy. I also chose Renee Zellweger as Judy, and I did it because I also heard the things that you heard that she just killed it. I wish it'd be Scar Joe, though. Uh, yeah. And I, I did Scar yeah. Joe. Hey! Marriage Story. Yeah. I'd love to see her win it. I'd love to, like like I said, especially after this year she had, I'd love to see her win it. But I think it's going to be Renelli, Renee Zellweger. <sighs> Who surprised, anyone... like, she's back. Like, where has she been the last 10 years? <laughs> it's true. It's and like then she... she just shows up and wins an Oscar? Well, we'll see, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best Actor. Um, Vince, let's start off with you. This is another one that we're all on the same page. It's Joaquin Phoenix as Joker, right? Oh, are you sure? That's oh, what I did. Really? I'm just kidding. I, oh, I was <laughs> like, wow. I was ready for a fight. Joaquin Phoenix is a powerhouse in acting. Oh. He is borderline unrecognizable for this movie. He lost a ton of weight. He 
embodied this character and came up with a new version of the Joker that none of us has ever seen before. And the Joker has been around for the past, what, 60 years or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. And he just comes out and hearing the behind-the-scenes stories um, of, of the progression or evolution of this character from what they wrote on page to what we saw on the movie screen is just really interesting to watch um again we have an episode on joker if you want to check that one out i just think he deserves it like he deserves it in every aspect which surprise like up to this moment obviously joker has 11 uh oscar nominations and up to this point for best actor and we have best director and best picture left I don't think any of us have chosen Joker to win in any mm-hmm. of the other categories. Like I said, I was super close for score, and I definitely think it could win, but we haven't picked it to win in any of the other categories, so we'll see if that's what actually goes down. Joaquin Phoenix, I'm like so sad that he does that he did so amazing in this movie because I did love it so much, but then at the same time, like I mean, like Leonardo DiCaprio already has his Oscar win or whatever, <laughs> but he really did amazing in this movie. But then I just look at Adam Driver, who literally just gave like the performance of his yeah. life in Marriage Story, and it just makes me so sad to be like, Joaquin's gonna win it. Like, sorry, man. Like, it's the curse. It's the same curse that Leonardo had for so that DiCaprio had for so many years. Left, like he deserved an Oscar many, many times, but and then just someone just stepped up and more. Yep, over and over again for him until so, the Revenant. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> So Adam Driver will get he'll get another chance. Oh yeah, yeah. and he's because he's on the up and up like we've oh, talked yeah. about. It's the year of Keanu. He's the not year tied of... down by these Star Wars movies anymore. <laughs> so he can actually like go do something that could be Oscar worthy. Exactly. <laughs> we've talked about the year of that was really good that impression. <laughs> um, we talked about the year of Keanu. It's also the year of ScarJo, and it is also the year of Adam Driver, both with Marriage yeah. Story, Star Wars, and The Report as well, which is also a tour de force. All right, go stock up on your popcorn if you need. We're going to get to the final. We're going to get to it. We are doing the final two right now. Sorry to leave you waiting. Best director. Who should we start with? Casey's champing at the bit. Quentin Tarantino. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Ah! <laughs> That's my vote, right there. Any reasoning? Did Have you, you watched that movie? movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, that movie was just fantastic. I was a little harsh on it, but going back and rewatching it and just having a less critical view, I like. I loved it, and he did so good. He's a he's a true a visionary. He speaks to the film gods, and the film gods speak back. <laughs> I did not choose that movie. <laughs> what did you choose? I did not either. I actually chose uh, uh, Todd Phillips for Joker. Oh, Again. No way. Is that what you chose? No. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm just really surprised. Uh, I thought, again, because of the stories that I heard behind the scenes of him and Joaquin and the evolution of the character, like they, like if you haven't heard the story, I'm, most people have, but the story of, of how the scene in the bathroom after... Right, the big moment happens um, when they had the the they had the script. Okay, spoilers for Joker. I'm gonna throw this in here. Yeah, give you two seconds to skip forward. Okay. And, and if you haven't seen it, like it's in Megaplex right now. So yeah, go see, go see it. it. <laughs> um, 
it's right after he kills somebody and then he goes to this bathroom and in the script it says that he's supposed to go into the bathroom flustered and hide the gun or something like that and and they got to that point and they both decided like this is not what the character would actually do what should we do and he kicked out everybody so that it was just joaquin phoenix and um and todd phillips sitting in that bathroom and they're just discussing like what's going on what would he do da, 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 da. and then they ended up you know he ended up playing a song from the score that Todd Phillips just happened to have on his phone for Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix got up and started dancing around, and they were like, "That's what he would do." And I just feel like that team, that that uh, teamwork there of a director willing to work with an actor that knows what he's doing is just like it's awesome. You know, it it, it brought out this performance. You know what I'm saying? It's it's in my opinion the one that should definitely win. And I don't think that if if Joaquin Phoenix did not have that director to bring that out of him then he would not have got it. And I loved the movie, too. Like, it's it's an incredibly powerful movie. All right? Yeah. And I could definitely see Quentin Tarantino winning Best Director as well. I think it could be super easy just because, since he hasn't won before, but he is who he He's is. He's never won an Oscar for Best Director? For Best Director, no. Oh. At least not from what I see. I could be wrong, like... Uh, correct me again if I am but I was looking up his Oscar wins and he's mostly just one for best original screenplay for movies but I actually went with the extremely hands-on directing technique of the Golden Globe winner Sam Mendes for best director for 1917 I watched a lot of behind the scenes videos for 1917 the way they shot it the way they rehearsed it and Sam Mendes is there every step of the way he's there with the actors walking across these blank fields where there's nothing He's doing everything hands-on. He's working hand-in-hand with Roger Deakins, one of the best cinematographers to have ever lived, ever. I think it's, it's got to be him. I, I love Quentin Tarantino, and I think it's easy that he could pull it off as well. Sam it's a hard movies. category this year. Oh, it like, is so hard. I mean, we have three different people in yeah. there, and there's still Martin Scorsese, like, sorry. like It's sad that we leave him out. And people, there's also a lot of buzz that says that Parasite would have been whatever without Bong Joon-ho like being there and doing such an amazing job with it people say that he could win like it's not off the cards at all that Bong Joon-ho could win best director so five amazing directors we've got three different ones between the three of us and there's also definite chances that Martin Scorsese and Bong Joon-ho could win as well so I think it's really while I think Sam Mendes will win it's up in the air it's pretty crazy all right Here it is. It's all down to this. We are here at Best Picture, the best film voted on by the Academy in 2019. Casey, let's start with you. What do you think I chose? I think you chose Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You are correct. I did choose Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was going to guess the invention of lying, but... (laughs) The best of 2019 that was made in 2003. (laughs) I would love if actually like Ricky Gervais did Afterlife or Life After, which is a short like Netflix series. That should have won some sort of award, um, but no, sorry, not <laughs> not in this category. But Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should be the best picture in my opinion, even with as much as I love 1917. I'll go next. Oh, I can uh, go if you want. I can go. Okay. Um, because I also said. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Me yes. too. Uh, oh, you did too? Yeah. I wanted, I want, okay, that's the one I think will win is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The one that I want to win is Joker, but I don't think it will. Joker, if it won an Oscar nomination, it would change the concept. I mean, it already has, but it would just like, 
It would flip like the, the Academy idea, Award on its head. Yeah, the idea of a comic book, a movie based on a comic book character winning Best Picture. That made over a like, billion dollars. It was yeah, such an artsy that film. Would just, yeah, it made a billion dollars. Critically acclaimed. Audiences love it. And then it wins an Oscar for Best Picture. Can you imagine what people would like? And also so controversial because I don't know if mm-hmm. I've ever seen a film so controversial, not even just controversial as far as material, controversial among critics. The film is sitting at like... 60 like 8 or 69 percent on rotten tomatoes and for from the critic score so it's not like all of the critics love it tons of critics so basically almost a third of critics decided that the movie was rotten and it was either not appropriate or just wasn't yeah exactly i wonder if how many of those people were just like i will not see this movie because it it I've heard that it will incite violence. You know, herb, how many of those critics actually win? The Herb it? Schneiders of the world. <laughs> yeah. Which only a few people understand that. But if you do, then I love you. <laughs> so anyway, I just, I needed to, to have that shout out for Joker because if it, like, it would just change the way that movie studios looked at comic book movies. I know that Marvel already has, and DC has looked at this and been like, oh, this and, and, De- and Deadpool, I guess, and been like, oh rated r movies work you know and then they can look at this and be like oh between logan and now joker like we can get make real movies out of these instead of just theme park rides you know as some people call them so i just had to shout that out but and also just don't take the fact that all of us chose once upon a time in hollywood as considering that it is in any way a lock for best picture right pretty much everyone is talking about the the five-headed monster for the race for best picture I mean, nothing against the other films, and you know that I love a lot of the other ones. People are saying that it will come down to Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, 1917, Joker, and The Irishman for Best Picture. They say one of those fives is going to take it. Like, If it's one of the other ones, it would be some crazy upset. But I mean, then again, Green Book won last year. So Yeah. Well, here's the reason I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood won. Uh, you know, there's this little, again, movie called Star Wars. <laughs> And uh, I haven't seen it. The nostalgia factor of Star Wars, you know, like the, the just the whole sequel trilogy is based off of nostalgia and people love and eat up nostalgia. And I, in my opinion, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood isn't just nostalgia candy or, or like they say in South Park, member berries, you know, it's just that <laughs> it's just that that reminding reminding the people that lived there what it was like to live in Hollywood at that time that I think that they will love it you know just eat that up so much that they're gonna give it to them and to, I think the movie I, think, I mean and don't get me wrong the movie is amazing like it's really it's not my favorite Tarantino movie I I really liked it but it's just it's not my top but I I think that's really what what it comes down to because all those mov- other movies I think are deserving like you said but when it comes down to it I think they'll eat up the the nostalgia of it and I think that people just feel and I, I mean, like our buddy who was on the podcast before Cade, he'll probably like rip me for this one because I'm not, I'm not saying that it's because of money, but I'm saying that the Academy is looking at it this way. They say, okay, even though he's doing like a mini series and he does little stuff and he sort of breaks the rules that he had set for himself, Quentin Tarantino will direct, as he said from the very beginning, 10 movies. And, you know, he lumps them in like Kill Bill. He's like, that's all one. And there's different ones where he's like, that doesn't really count. He's also his his most recent version of that is he's decided that he's going to direct episodes of uh, the cowboy TV show whatever from whatever well, that, from yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah the TV show that Leonardo DiCaprio's character starred in he's going Quentin Tarantino's going to make those into TV episodes real life TV episodes he said so like see. 
I'm pretty sure it was like a five episode, like 20 minutes each, like limited series. Which I would love to see if they bring, I mean, I'd love to see either way, but please bring back Leonardo DiCaprio for that. Sorry. Just like if it's someone else, that'd be so sad. But I just feel like they're like, all right, this is his ninth film and he's got one more left. And knowing Tarantino, it will be good, but will it be best picture worthy? And could we continue the reputation we have for Quentin Tarantino right now without him ever having had a movie that won best picture. And so I think that they'll be swayed to push it into that one. And they had big stars in it. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, all of those people are in it. I just think they're going to push it that way and it's going to happen. I think that 1917 could win. And I have no, like one spot a time in Hollywood is the number one on my list as far as who I think will win. Uh, I think that 1917 would come as no surprise. Joker winning, I think, would be a surprise, but I could see it. Parasite would be sort of like a push as like a, like, look what international films can do. And uh, the, the Irishman as well, just from an acting and directing standpoint, is incredible. But I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood takes it, and I think that's where we're at. You know, just all of us picked it, but I think it could really go in any direction. Ba-boom, there it is. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> we yeah. finished it. We we went through this whole list. I was, I'm not going to lie to you guys, this was terrifying to me because <laughs> I am not a critic of movies as, as some may be. I just like to watch them and I have my opinions. <laughs> Which is what it comes down to. That's what <laughs> all, we all do, right? <laughs> I mean, a lot of these I chose, I mean, a few of these I chose just when it came down to it, just on what I enjoyed more. Yeah. Because you're hoping that other people saw the same things. The yeah, Academy yeah. of Vince. <laughs> yeah. Well, we Vince all know what it comes down to way. is my opinion is all that matters, right? <laughs> if Vince's opinion doesn't win, throw it out. <laughs> Just don't even no, announce I, it. I can't wait till the Oscars now. Ooh, I, I'm excited wow. for Oscar night. It's going to be a fun watch. I want that golden can. The golden can. can I, golden am I allowed can. to drink it? Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I uh, don't worry. I taped. Uh, there's paint on the top too. You have to drink the paint. <laughs> and they have poison. So I, it comes down so I spray painted the Red Bull can, right? And I did a little like pause, rewind, play like symbol on it. But I also <laughs> made sure to like tape like the top of the can. Cool. So like you might have to be careful like right around the lip, but even on the inside I'll just lip. I'll in a cup. How about? Yeah, you can do that. Because I'm just assuming the, I'm gonna. Uh, the, that's the whole mine. top is good. <laughs> but don't worry, I will drink it for you. and then we can either keep the same one just like the empty can or we can do a new one for next year we should melt all the cans down that we drink over the next year (laughs) into a real trophy (laughs) i would actually love to do that well anything else before we kind of close out the episode on oscars predictions and what we thought about those films you don't have to make a full list of 24 but i would love and i'm sure we'd all love to know what you guys think is going to happen at the oscars that's coming up here from when we're recording this, it's about three weeks away. I'd love to hear who you guys think is going to win, if we're extremely right, if we're crazy. What's going to happen? Let us know. It'll be bananas. We'll probably do a follow-up. In, I mean, it'll probably just be like in the beginning of one of our episodes after the, the Oscars end. But we'll report back on how well we actually did and on how remind much. everybody who, who drank that, that Red who Bull. Won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remind them that I won. We shall see. Ooh, trash talk. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, make sure to check us out on our social media platforms. We're going to be doing a lot with that, uh, especially upcoming to the Oscars. And also we're going to be trying to... (laughs) That one was me. That one wasn't Casey. (laughs) I felt 
felt so good to see someone else do it too. <laughs> I hit the table. Um, I'm going to be trying to put together another one of those brackets that we did before for the Nolan film. So also oh, fun, be yes. on the look for that in the next few weeks probably. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and we are now on YouTube. Hey, We'd yeah. love your subscription over there. Uh, we are slowly rolling out all of our past episodes on that. So if, if you like YouTube, throw us a subscription. That's just another way you can listen to these podcasts. You and, don't have to. but And we'll also probably, once we've got a little bit of stuff figured out here in our little in-home studio, we'll probably have a couple of the episodes that we both record for Spotify and everything, but we'll also actually record with video. So you'll be able to check that out here. It's on the agenda. In the future. So you can see our faces. I mean, now, maybe you won't want to. Good looking but... boys we are. And then we'll watch <laughs> all of our numbers just plummet. <laughs> what was the first like video? What if just, we just dressed up for every episode into something different? Like one week someone comes dressed as a Mandalorian. And, it's, and then one week someone comes dressed up as like Django Fed. Oh, that's the same like thing. The same thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm super tired. But anyhow, this has been the pod. This has been an episode of the Pause Ryan Play podcast focused around the Oscars, our predictions, and the joy that we have watching movies and what we hope will win awards. So, if anyone else has anything to say, February 9th, 2020, Oscar night, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Ooh, wow. Well, we'll see you later, guys. Bye. And the Oscar goes to Vince. Thank you.